Welcome to another episode of Talking Pest Management. Today, we have Clive Bowes on the show. Clive is founding member of International Conference on Urban Pests. He is a respected member in the pest control community and works on collaboration within our sector, amongst other things. Enjoy! Clive Bowes, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Clive, you're our base. You're based in the UK, and you're one of the founding members. Is that true of ICUP? Yeah, th that's correct. Yeah, back in the early 1990s, we had this idea to have an uh, an international urban pest conference, and uh, it took a bit of organising. You know, we didn't have any <laughs> funds. But um, we decided to have it in Cambridge because that's close to where I live here. And uh, we had some nervous moments. You know, we thought we were going to have to put our house on the market to raise the money <laughs> to fund the conference. But in the end, it came good. People generously made some donations. We had over 200 people. And yeah, we had the first conference in 1993. And it was a big success, yeah. And the other, the other organisers at that time, uh, there was probably half a dozen of us in the organising committee. Uh, most of them, uh, well, all of them except one are not involved. Uh, but the one that is involved is Bill Robinson in the uh, USA, and, and he's okay. currently chair. He's chair of the organisation of this of this conference of the executive committee. So Bill and I are the two committee members that have been involved <laughs> with this conference since the first one. So, I mean, most of the people that I know and speak with know ICUP or ICUP, as a lot of people call it as well. Um, can, to anybody that doesn't know what you guys discussed there and what it, the event is all about, can you, tell, uh, can you tell the folks what it is? Yeah, so, you know, it, it's a physical conference. We have it every three years. We move it around the world. You know, we've been to South America, North America, Europe, and Asia. We, yeah, we have it every three years. It, 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 the conference consists of, you know, once you're there, you know, there are presentations uh, on urban pest topics, scientific urban pest topics. You know, this conference is not a commercial conference mm -hmm. in, in the way that other some other pest conferences are so it, it's, it's strictly scientific you know we mm -hmm. don't have product promotions we don't have trade stands mm -hmm. and, and for a while we thought we might alienate the commercial or, or the, <laughs> the, the pest industry component but in fact yeah. we find they like to come because they're not tied to their trade stands yeah. they can mix they can move they can see the scientists behind the data and uh, so we have very much continued to maintain links with the commercial community but we have academia we have the commercial community we have government folk uh, regulators we have vector control people from uh, developing countries so we've got a good mix of people we have uh, you know standard presentations uh, we have poster sessions for people who don't want to give a an oral presentation we have workshops and, and we have you know what we do find is that the opportunity for networking and social contact mm. is really really important and Absolutely. often when we hand out the survey at the end of the conference and, and ask people what did you like 
best about the conference they say the opportunity for social contact and networking <laughs> that's so true yeah we sometimes think that we should just arrange some chairs in a, some circles and and people can come and talk but anyway we recognize there's a role for hard science and there's a role for social interaction because it's through, it's through the social interaction that hard science often develops absolutely and finally on the on the icup issue um, you know, like most other organisations, we've had to postpone the conference that we had scheduled for this year for 2020. Originally, we moved it to 2021. And now, I think the future is so uncertain, we've had to postpone it yet again. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't have enough time for 2021 now to put everything in place to hold the conference then. So right now, we don't have a date for a future physical conference, but we will announce that as soon as that's fixed. And in the meanwhile, we're looking at other options to enable us to stay in touch with, with our delegates and with the ICUP family. So watch the website, uh, look in your email inbox, you will get an announcement. Uh, and I hope that before too long, we will be announcing some... Uh, uh, some events to take place between now and when we have the next physical conference. And not very seldomly products were created and solutions for the pest industry out of your conferences uh, as an idea, brought into life as an idea or based on a study that uh, launched into a product that probably thousands of pest control companies and technicians uh, worldwide use. So that's pretty impressive source for uh, scientific knowledge, which our industry is still, you know, based upon science. Uh, and you just launched a new website, but it's not just a website. It is, I want to call it the Google of pest control. <laughs> so uh, why is that? Why does it have so much content in it? So at every, at every conference that we have, we publish a proceedings. So this is a hard book, uh, maybe 500 pages, hardback book. And it has the full content of every presentation at the conference yeah. in that proceedings. So that stays on paper, but on the website, we have taken every single presentation in full out of the, wow. out of the printed proceedings and hosted that on the website. So if you go to the website and it's www.icup.org.uk, on that website, you can search all the conference presentations back to 1992. Crazy. And that's We've for free. It's for free. You've got free access. You've got over a thousand publications and, and quite possibly it's the largest repository of urban pest information anywhere in the world, I would say. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Everybody that watches this, uh, don't make any plans for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Sign in there. And I mean, there's so much data. Obviously, we just talked about ancient books about uh, trapping and uh, old, you know, the first form of rodenticides, etc. Um, there's loads of content around pest control so definitely more one human can consume in their whole lives but i think your repository is definitely one of the role model repositories worldwide so congrats on that achievement that's really impressive <laughs> yeah yeah no, no good it, it's you know we, we look at the usage statistics and um and and yeah you know it, it's regularly used frequently used by yeah. people looking up that stuff and there's you know in it there are classic studies that you won't find elsewhere you know, studies of the less common pests, you know, studies of scorpions or silverfish and so on. 
So there's, you know, as well as the standard stuff on bed bugs and cockroaches mm. and mosquitoes, mm. you know, there is a good number of studies on more obscure pests, book lice, a lot of stuff on dust mites. Mm. So yeah, something for everyone really, I would hope. And Very also, cool. we originally started just with invertebrates, with insects, but right. now uh, the last few conferences we've included vertebrates as well. So we've obviously got the rodents in there. Mm. And we move on to even urban deer. And, All right. Uh, you know, some of the, again, fringe pests, but information you won't find in other places. Pretty cool. Um, so for somebody like you, uh, by the way, you're, you're a consultant, right? So you self-employed, you consult businesses all around the world. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. Yeah, I'm an independent consultant and I've done yeah. that for 20 something years. Wow. So for somebody that has, uh, that is a scientist, I think first and foremost, probably then a consultant yeah. and the co, uh, founder of ICUP and, um, a collector of ancient pest control books, I want to say too. <laughs> uh, so if, if I may ask, um, uh, in current times, especially in times, you know, of COVID and people are looking at more, you know, renewed or let's say new service models and new, new types of digital monitoring devices and, uh, loads of, uh, associations pushing, uh, integrated pest management more than ever, you know, pest exclusion, trapping, digital trapping, smart, etc. Um, for somebody that knows the industry for so long, how do you think the next 10 years are going to affect our sector in which way and what can we take from it or how can we best prepare for it? Yeah, uh, it's a big question. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, the, the industry, you know, what's going to happen with the industry in the next 10 years, I would say climate change is going to play an even bigger role. I'm absolutely sure of that. I'm sure we're going to see new pests coming into play. Sure. You know, whether it's ones that have been uh, moved, you know, moved north, if you like, from more southerly regions within Europe or indeed in every continent. Yep. So we're going to see new Agreed. pests coming into the frame and, and, and that will challenge us. Uh, you know, we, of course, are going to see new pests that arrive in Europe, let's say, or, or any other country or any other continent, not due to climate change, but, but due to human transport of goods and, oh, yeah. and stuff. You know, so in the same way as Aedes albopictus came to Europe, uh, not due to climate change, but just due to trade in, in particular yeah. items, we will see, so we're going to see new pests arriving. You know, that's, that, that's clear. Mm. As you say, you know, coupled with that, we've got this move towards uh, using less pesticide. We've got a, a stronger move towards integrated pest management towards IPM. That has to be a good thing. And uh, so, you know, that's good. I think what we do need, you know, with the move towards IPM, you know, there's a danger of IPM becoming you know, some nice words, uh, you know, and I think what we do need is the science underneath that. You know, we like the philosophy, you know, we like the green thinking, but we also want that, or I think the industry needs that to be underpinned by some good science. So if we were talking about trapping or we were talking about exclusion, you know, I think we need to see evidence or pest controllers, servicing companies, need to see it, see evidence mm. that it works you know and they will buy into it all the more 
right. you know, once they see that evidence. So somehow we need to see that evidence generated. There will still be a role for pesticides, of course. But, you know, absolutely, there are, you know, mm, some pests absolutely. that will be very, very difficult to control by non-chemical means. Yeah, so true. we're not going to lose those. But, um, you know, those non-chemical control techniques will come more to the fore. And as regarding the pesticides that we do continue to use, you know, we will inevitably need to be smarter about resistance management. Oh, yeah. You know, we are not going Agreed. to have the same frequency of new pesticides appearing in the, on the market as we mm. saw 30 years ago. Mm. You know, it's tougher for those manufacturers now, of course. It is. Yep. And uh, so we're not going to see new pesticides. We need to make good use of the ones we have got. Mm-hmm. We can't afford to lose more of them. So, so there's, a, there's a number of challenges, yeah. New pests coming, uh, mm-hmm. challenges to the efficacy of pesticides because we've yes. got a smaller, a smaller range of pesticides available and we need to become smarter and cleverer in our use of those non-chemical techniques too. So, you know, as usual, the industry is very exciting. There's always a lot happening. A lot happening. Yeah, but I think you summed it up really, really good because actually I've never seen the triangle of these three things. Obviously, more commitment towards more IPM. I mean, obviously, uh, less rodenticides um, or not uh, pesticides all over. I mean, it's getting more and more um, challenging for manufacturers to, um, you know, with the registration process and, you know, the big corporates using less. So that's, you know, obvious what's going to happen and the best use of these in the future. And they're definitely going to have a place in the future. Um, Maybe not, you know, one product uh, for as a solution for everything. But yeah, getting more commitment behind IPM and uh, using all the digital bits and exclusion bits and early warning system is definitely going to be uh, where it is currently a very fancy bit in a presentation, it really needs commitment and, and practice and the studies and the knowledge to be the foundation of, you know, the next decade being based on, on, on this triangle, basically. And so I, I fully agree. And I, I think looking at all the big corporates in our industry, you know, Renekil, Orkin, Antisemax, you name them. Um, looking at the annual uh, reports, um, they are using less chemicals already and doing a lot more prevention and exclusion and proofing and using way more uh, digital sensors, which is cra- uh, seems like crazy uh, big numbers with hundreds of thousands of digital traps against insects, against uh, rodents. And this trend is probably not something that is... Um, you know, it's just been like a like a peak for one or two years, but it's probably uh, a trend uh, that's going to stay there for the next decade. So I'm really looking forward to the industry as a whole and all the small and medium-sized enterprises to catch up on this, right? I mean, it is not, as you said, it's always an interesting, fascinating uh, industry to be in, but it's it seems like a huge challenge, right? Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't say it's easy for the large companies to get involved, but they have got the resources. They've got the resources to look into this, whereas your small and medium uh, organizations, the SMOs, Mm -hmm. you know, for them, it is more challenging. And, uh, you know, they they will need some support to get into that. And that support Mm -hmm. should come from probably trade associations. And and, and the other driver for this as well, I, I mentioned climate change and new pests. Yeah. Of yeah, course, if we're using remote monitoring for many of our pests, then that reduces the frequency with which we have to drive up and down the, the road to visit our customer's site, Absolutely. to look at the bait box or to look at the sticky trap. So there, there are, 
uh, if you like, climate change benefits or at least carbon dioxide benefits in spending yeah. less time driving round and round and round between customer sites because we can monitor those sites remotely now. And that has to be a good thing. So, it so has there is, to be a good thing, yeah. You know, in that triangle, like you said, there is some sort of positive diagonal pieces within the triangle. You know, there are, there are benefits to be gained yeah. from those various Absolutely. bits of technology. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the first digital mousetrap was probably created like 15 years ago, uh, but uh, the first iPhone came out in 2006, and now look at what we have, like these complex computers that we have in our palm. And sure. um, I, I mean, in the end, we're not Apple. We're not looking at a B2C market that is billions and billions of, of euros or pounds or whatnot. So uh, development is obviously a little bit um, uh, slower, but it, it, it most likely is going to happen. So I really look forward to more surveillance, uh, more prevention and more interesting things to come in our industry. And uh, Clive, I just have to say, thank you so much for your insights. It's really been awesome to talk to you and have the opportunity to speak with one of the iCup founders. So thanks a lot for that. Okay. All right, well, pleasure talking with you. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you, me too. If you think this show is valuable, please share this podcast with some colleagues or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk to you next time. Bye.